0: Well, I'm a king, babe. Buzzing around, Joe. Well, I'm a king, babe, baby. Buzzing around, Joe. Yeah, I can make honey, baby.
1: Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN. In the studio, we have our friends been about a year since I've seen you, Jackie Dixon, president of the Willie Dixon Blues Heaven Foundation, and Janine Judge, director of the Blues Heaven Foundation. Thanks.
0: Thanks for having us.
1: And uh, last time I saw you, we were at the studio. That's right. Yeah, we did a little remote
0: from there. Um, June's going to be a busy month for you guys, right? Extremely busy. It always is. Yeah. But this month, we got a lot of different activities going on. So do you want
1: to start? We played a little Stones there. You want to start with the Stones thing? What you got? Uh, June fifth, uh, previously unseen photographs of the Rolling Stones. That's so right. That's talk about that. June fifth at six p.m.
0: Right. I'll let Janine start okay, with Janine, that Okay, Janine.
2: Uh, well, we're very fortunate to have the Bob Bonis archives coming to the building. We've been trying to get that a photo of the stones in the studio that was taken by Bob Honest through the control room window for a few years now. It's about so,
1: 64.
2: Exactly. Right. June 10th of 64 was their first recording session at Chess. And we finally got through to them to come and bring some photos and we worked it into an exhibit uh for an event that we were planning already to celebrate the 55th anniversary of the stones first sessions there at chess so that opens june 5th and we'll run through the month of june
1: about how many uh about how many photos
2: we're looking at possibly 80 and the majority of them have never been published or seen before those will also include photos of the Stones' stay at the Palmer House when they returned in November of '64.
1: Yeah, I talked to my friend Ken Price, a publicity guy uh-huh. at the Palmer House. He didn't. They said they really weren't on the radar. They weren't, they weren't. It wasn't an entourage like it is now. We've
2: reached I'm, out to the Palmer House. Yeah. I'm still waiting to hear back from Ken uh, to do part of the exhibit there. Oh, that's um, a great idea. To try to do something either in the Lockwood restaurant or incorporate it in their Hot History tour. I think it would be great for them to have it in the building.
1: He said, I'm like Ray Rayner here with all my notes. <laughs> Remember Ray Rayner? Yeah. Anyway, I think he said uh, 1983, Bianca was there. Okay, yeah. Bianca was there in 83, the year uh, he started at uh, at uh, the Palmer House. She was stumping her book. In 60, this is Ken Price, in 64, the Stones were just getting started. Nowhere near the ginormous effect they created in the 70s. So there probably wasn't a lot of security or, or things like that.
2: Right. One photo is actually of Mick Jagger laying on a bed in the hotel room, watching himself on television.
1: Really? Really? Um, in your years uh, at the studio, have you gotten any oral histories? Did your dad... I mean, I brought... Uh, the Willie Dixon story. I am in the. I am the blues. It seemed like uh, Brian Jones was the avatar for this. He like walked in the studio and That's maybe right. brought Mick. What did you hear? What have you heard historically about them coming to Chess?
0: uh there's been a lot of different stories about when the rolling stones were at chess what i know uh to be most factual is that they came in um through the front door which was not common of the musicians that recorded there and they um were kind of surprised to find some of their legends some of the artists that they had been inspired by uh had showed were there present when they arrived and so but then the stories about what was what was going on in the studio at the moment that has varied a lot over the years
1: well now this according to the book um It said brian jones and later one of the stones came walking down into the same area and was so proud to be able to say this is willie dixon so willie your dad was there
0: yeah he was there
1: yeah absolutely did he ever say what his reaction was to these guys from england
0: um he had known some of them from england before when he was touring and uh getting festivals started over in europe he had met a lot of them when they were really young and so there were a few that really stood out to him in his mind so it's um he wasn't necessarily impressed that he was meeting the Stones, because like you said, they were kind of a, a new band, and so we had no idea what impact they would have on music going forward. But uh, he was you know, always pleased to meet new musicians and, and people that uh, appreciated blues and wanted to pursue you know, the, the history of blues. Now, they were doing 5x5.
1: Five five. That was like an EP that became 12x5. What, what all did they record there at Chess.
2: Well, um, they definitely recorded 2120 South Michigan right. Avenue.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and the other songs included Satisfaction. And four other tracks on the 12x5 album were recorded there in June of 64.
1: And uh, do you know how long the sessions were? I don't. How long they were in town? Not it was sure. quick, I'm well, sure Well, they it was
2: were quick. there till uh, June 11th. Yeah. And when they arrived, apparently Chuck Berry was in the middle of a session upstairs.
1: Yeah, I read that. Um, as you look at the pictures... Are they, are they up yet? No. Not yet, yet. but um, you've seen them. What did that do? How did you process that? Did it bring, where there a sense of discovery? You looked at these photographs? Uh, what What went through your mind?
0: Right, well I haven't seen all of them. I've okay. only seen a few so far. But it is, uh, you know, pretty interesting and and exciting to see them actually, first of all, so young and so eager and and energetic and uh, to see them in the building. But then there's so many photos, uh, like she mentioned, there's over 100 photos that's um, still to be seen. So, but she's seen more of them.
2: And a big part of it, Dave, is also the fact that we're trying to restore the studio Mm -hmm. to a working studio again. And part of the reason i wanted to get those photos in is it also sh- is some of the very few photos of any sessions at chess so it gives us an idea of what things looked like in there for our restoration
1: we should say uh he's passed away but the photographs were taken by bob but Bo- pronounce his bob name bonus uh who also served as a u.s tour manager for both the stones and the Beatles Correct. from 64 through 66 right so he did it all
2: and then they were left to his son Alex Bonas, who's since passed as well. So he has surviving children that are quite young.
1: And are going to, did I read that, are prints going to be for sale?
2: They will be doing limited clamshell prints, that is a packet, and also um, separate prints, single prints. Part of the proceeds from those sales will go to Blue's Heaven Foundation.
1: So i when were we there? Were we were April or May of last year, something like that. When we April did the April 14th. Yeah, of we did last the remote year. with the Cashbox Kings. So what's changed since then? Give me a, a, an update.
0: Well, a lot has changed. Okay. We've uh since had a, an opportunity to start some of the restoration in the studio. the um the equipment that had been donated was removed. Uh that arrangement didn't really work out. What happened
1: in and in a, briefly
0: uh, briefly just couldn't have a meet we didn't have a meeting of the minds you know and so I think we had a little bit of um, misunderstandings going forward um, so and the equipment's gone the equipment's gone okay but we've been seeking more equipment and donations to find and to purchase additional equi- equipment since that has happened
1: and what have you, have you come up with anything I saw I saw here just uh, in a, a thread I don't know, Delmark Records, they have the Hammond B3 from Chess, and several mics and tape machines, well, we're keeping definitely, blues alive.
0: We're definitely in pursuit of that, and anything else we can get our hands on. We've uh, gotten some sponsors that's been helping us to acquire some some of the acoustic treatments and uh, the, the microphones and things that won't be needing in the studio also.
1: That would be sure.
0: Sure, microphones and... Prime Acoustics? That's right. right. Prime Acoust- We'd like
2: to thank them both for their donations and their support as sponsors.
1: So, um, we talk about the stones, and I think we talked about this before. You've been on the show a couple times. Did Ron Wood bring some people in there at one time with a portable studio?
2: In 2010, he brought a portable system and did some tracks of his own. He also, um, Keith Richards, visited in 2015 to do a bit of filming for his Netflix um, Under the Influence film.
1: And, of course, they'll be in... I'm going to the second show. I don't even know what date it is. uh, June 21st 21st and 25th. Yeah, so I'm going the 25th. Do you think they'll stop by, see their pictures?
2: We certainly hope so.
1: (laughs) We're hoping so. They could be be listening tonight. Who knows? We're going to... We're going to take a break and we're going to talk more about uh, Blues Heaven and Chess Records uh, after this on WGN.
2: to have the Bob Bonis archives coming to the building. We've been trying to get that uh, photo of what? the stones. I, really, I, I don't never know. see you in
1: a <laughs> cowboy hat and a duster and all that. Well, that's all I'd be wearing. Um, <laughs> That was a little mashup there. That's uh, your dad. Yeah, that's a great track. It's kind of a, a hidden, deep track. from That's his Hidden Charms, 1988 record. As produced, produced by T-Bone Burnett. That's right. Don't Mess With The Messer. That's right. What did you, you know about I mean, poetry.
0: Yeah, it's it pretty, is. pretty you know, pretty actually, early rap, early hip-hop. Right. That was recorded by Coco Taylor first. Yeah. Um, he had written that, and she on her debut Coco Taylor um, album for Chess, that was uh, one of the tracks. And, and it was uh, a much faster version then. Yeah, yeah, and um, we just lost him, but Cash McCall's on that album. Right, Cash McCall played a lot of uh, the, that session with Coco Taylor, and he was also with uh, my dad on that Hidden Charms album.
1: And uh, they brought in Earl Palmer on drums, the yeah. great New Orleans God He played with everybody. Yeah, the, he the did. Late, the late, great Earl Palmer. So... Um, People should check that out, 1988 Hidden Charms. Is right, that readily actually,
0: available? It, it is still available, um, but that's the only album that my dad actually won a Grammy for. He had been nominated for different songs and different albums in the past, and that's the one he won.
1: So um, talk about... I want to get back on the studio restoration. Like, what do you, In terms of equipment, I, that's why I asked about Ron Wood. I, I, I love the idea of people going in there, even if it's with portable stuff and making music in this historic space. The, the, when we were there with the Cashbox Kings, I know you got them. We'll talk about that in a minute. They're coming back, or they have been there.
0: No, they'll, they'll be, they'll be back, back on
1: the 8th. Just to hear music in that space is great. So, what are you looking for that can that people can record there and play there again? Like in terms of equipment and stuff, what would you like?
2: Well, we'd like to have a professional studio set up uh-huh. to avoid people having to bring their own equipment, right. of course. And then eventually, we would love to fit the studio with vintage equipment. It's, of course, very pricey, but we're hoping there's somebody with stuff in their garage that they haven't used. And if anyone out there knows of any chess equipment that they would love to get a a good home, put it back where it was home, then we would really appreciate that. And we're a nonprofit foundation, so any donations would be tax deductible.
1: And how can people contact you?
2: They can contact us by bluesheaven.com info at or they can contact myself j judge at w d b h f org willie dixon's blues heaven foundation org
1: do people come out of the woodwork like, like this i don't know when this Delmark thing came through but do people just you know do they come out of the woodwork with stuff i
0: mean they do actually a lot of times people have uh, not complete sets and not a whole lot of equipment, but they might have a piece or something from the from the chess uh, recording studio or from that era that they'd like to donate. But we're still, like she said, trying to get as much of the vintage old analog uh, equipment as possible because nothing can replace that analog equipment sound.
1: Um, oh, wow. And you're looking also for volunteer and internship positions? Correct. Yeah. Talk about that.
2: We have many opportunities for volunteers with our Record Row Garden Concert Series, also helping us within the tours and the gift shop area. We also have opportunities coming up for the Blues Fest weekend. We do our Blues Fest after party on the 7th. That's with Melvin Taylor. June 7th. The 8th with the Cashbox Kings, and again, as you mentioned, that's all up in the Historic Chess Records studio, and for $25, it includes a dinner that evening.
1: Oh, really? Okay, and 2120 South Michigan. Again, information...
2: And you can buy tickets on the website bluesheaven.com, and I would advise people to get their tickets because the studio is limited seating. But it's a great opportunity to hear a live band after the Blues Fest closes. Come on down to 2120.
1: Do you have a string of events throughout the summer? We Um,
2: do. Our Record Row Garden Concert Series has been posted on our website. And we do free concerts in Willie Dixon's Blues Garden next door to 2120. That's every Thursday from 6 to 730. The first one each year starts the first Thursday of June, and we end the second Thursday of September.
1: And uh, what are the hours to, to visit the uh, Blues Heaven, Now
2: Our hours, we are open Tuesday through Saturday, noon to 4. We do tours every hour on the hour, the last beginning at 3 o'clock. And tours are $15 to support the Blues Heaven Foundation. That includes a walk through the building and sitting up in the studio to hear some of the actual recordings that were done there at Chess.
1: Do you get people, I was telling somebody uh, the other last week about Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa and uh, a story about Beck. I mean, that's where Bob Wills started, and it's just a, it's a national landmark and stuff. And how Beck came in there and he wanted to sleep on the on the same sofa where Hank Williams slept before he, he went on his last tour a couple of days later on New Year's Day. Do you get mus- traveling musicians and stuff like that who want to come and check the place out? And we've talked about Ron Wood, but. Uh, Mellencamp's been in there. Talk about some of the people who are curious about the history of the space. Okay, well,
0: we've had lots of people come in. Uh, Paul Rogers has come in. We've had Steven Tyler. uh, The uh, rock band Sticks, they've come in and they actually recorded there. They brought in their own equipment also. And uh, to go back to the Ron Woods um, visit from 2010, he had come in with Uh, Steve Jordan, that's the drummer for Clapton, and also has the group The Verbs with his wife. And Pino Paldino from The Who. And then we've also had tours from um, the band that, who who was that that we saw? Uh, Tom Jones. uh, Tom Tom Jones. Jones, Jones, Elvis Costello
2: was in last year again. He's Mm -hmm. been a frequent visitor. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: How's it? You know, I wrote a lot. Of course, you know, I wrote a lot about this at the Sun Times, and we always talked about the neighborhood and um, and the, just the musical history of that neighborhood, which I think is more important than a motor row thing. But how's the neighborhood changed in the last few years? Has it has are things picking up there? It has. I know that I know you got the Wind Trust Arena now. Right, right?
0: we've yeah. got the arena. There's been a lot of uh, new developments, and a lot of the older structures have gone away and been replaced by new condos and businesses. Uh, and it's really uh, very very uh, diversified. the the whole community is is culturally diverse, and the opportunities there with the um, with the arena and with the uh, uh, McCormick Place, with the the conventions that goes on, we get a lot of different people. And then they've really got some great properties over there also. And then there's new hotels on the corner also. So the stones
1: started? are <laughs> the stones are here. The twenty first and the twenty fifth. Correct. So like they're off in the middle of the middle of the four days are off. Yeah. Maybe they could do like the Wind Trust Arena, right right in between. Do a special <laughs> chess Maybe show. They
0: can do the mm-hmm. Wooly Dixon Blues. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Have it all there in the neighborhood. So when you opened eighty two I'm going off of memory now. Mm-hmm. Eighty two.
0: Right. Right, the the foundation, yeah, yeah, my my, dad founded the organization in 82. Uh, I recently had to go over and get the documents from the Secretary of State, and I saw that Muddy Waters was an original member of the foundation board, as well as Mighty Joe Young, and Mm -hmm. then the sister of um, uh, Billy Boy Arnold. His sister was the secretary, so uh, that was my dad's vision, to create the foundation to promote, preserve, and protect the blues, to introduce it to a new generation and to help senior musicians and aging musicians uh, with medical and with uh, royalty recovery, try to help their heirs to receive some of the benefits that they're that's due to them. And um, so that was really his passion. You know, after he was no longer really performing and in the studio so much anymore, he really wanted to do something for the blues community.
1: Um, you know, I followed your career. You've gone through a lot of psycho life stuff with death and sickness and all that. How much of a challenge has this been for you to, to, to hang in there with this and keep it going? It's and I've, I've asked you before about <laughs> help, maybe Ron and Nesty, you know, I mean, getting, you know, to, to go it alone like well, kind of alone like this. Yeah. What, what's it been like for you?
0: It's been difficult, you know. It's it's been it's definitely a labor of love. I know that my parents and my sister and everyone was so committed and passionate about the the mission and the and the whole foundation that there's no way I could not do this. You know, this is my calling. And then, fortunately, I have someone like Janine that keeps things in order. If if it weren't for Janine, I'd never be able to go home because I still live in California. And so, um, it's it's been difficult, but it's easier but there's still a lot we still have a long way to go
1: yeah hit on a couple other points besides get the studio together what, what would be some other dream uh goals for you okay you once
2: we say? do get the studio together dave we're hoping to start internship programs for engineering students perhaps columbia college um, we'd also like to do songwriting workshops and um different workshops to involve the youth in inner city chicago
1: I've always been curious, and I know I've seen some footage. How much archival footage do you have and as far as like interviews with people? That's kind of what I like doing, and I mean, I, like, and the, I know we've lost a lot of people, but Gene Barge and just uh, just stories of chess. How much of that stuff do you have?
2: We have some really great footage that was done when Mrs. Dixon acquired the building during the restoration. Jack Weiner, who was the engineer and the designer yeah. of the studio, did a walkthrough tour um, as they were doing the renovations. So that's a great piece of archival footage we have. Um, and then Jackie has a lot of archival footage of her father from his tours. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, there wasn't much footage or photos in the sessions themselves. Yeah. Not everyone had a camera on their phone in their pockets <laughs> yes. like nowadays.
1: Well, thank you. So, I mean, we got a break, but Blue and Lonesome, the Stones doing that, that had to be a bounce for you guys. That was a great selling album for them.
0: That, that was. Yeah. That one and the, the new one that they just curated, the Confess the Blues, has yeah. been really it's, helpful. And then with them also electing to donate a portion of their proceeds to the Willie Dixon Blues Heaven Foundation is going to help us tremendously also. I bet you'll see them in June.
2: Well, there's a rumor they're doing another blues album, and we'd love them to do a couple tracks in the Chess Studio where they started.
1: That would be great. Yes, we'll keep me would. posted. Okay. I'm going to see you guys in June. Okay. So, thank you so much for coming down on a, on a holiday weekend. Give Thanks us one more heaven's. time where people can get in touch with you and help you out.
2: They can reach us at bluesheaven.com, 312-808-1286, 2120 South Michigan Avenue.
1: Okay, you guys are the best. Thanks. Keep James on rocking. And we'll be back with more after this on Nocturnal Journal.